In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After he had been acclaimed by the crowds, Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. He looked all around him, but as it was now late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he felt hungry. Seeing a fig tree in leaves some distance away, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. But when he came up to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he addressed the fig tree. May no one ever eat fruit from you again, he said. And his disciples heard him say this. So they reached Jerusalem, and he went into the temple and began driving out those who were selling and buying there. He upset the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those who were selling pigeons. Nor would he allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he taught them and said, Does not scripture say my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples? But you have turned it into a robber's den. This came to the ears of the chief priests and the scribes, and they tried to find some way of doing away with him. They were afraid of him because the people were carried away by his teaching. And when evening came, he went out of the city. Next morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered to the roots. Peter remembered. Look, Rabbi, he said to Jesus, the fig tree you cursed has withered away. Jesus answered, Have faith in God. I tell you solemnly, if anyone says to this mountain, Get up and throw yourself into the sea with no hesitation in his heart, but believing that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. I tell you, therefore, everything you ask and pray for, believe that you have it already and it will be yours. And when you stand in prayer, forgive whatever you have against anybody, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your failings too. But if you do not forgive, your Father in heaven will not forgive your failings either. The Gospel of the Law Environmentalists and conservationists are not going to be happy with our Lord's action today. In fact, if we did not know him as our Lord and Saviour, we could even describe his behaviour as childish, acting like a petulant child, was throwing a royal tantrum when he doesn't get his way. He does not only lose his temper once, but twice in this passage. But like his other actions, everything is weighed and measured and carries profound theological significance. What could it be in this case? The fact that the story of the cursing of the tree is juxtaposed with his uneventful and unfruitful first visit to the temple and a subsequent violent visit is the clue we need to unpack the story. The temple was the place where people would go to meet God, the place where worship, sacrifices and prayers were offered to God, where prayer was supposed to be most efficacious. It's like a direct line to God. For all appearances, the temple seemed to be fulfilling all these expectations of it. But our Lord takes a closer look. He goes in 
and then immediately exits, unimpressed. Like the fake tree from a distance, it looked fine in leaf, but upon closer inspection by the Lord, the temple was like the fig tree, barren and fruitless. After cursing the tree, our Lord and his disciples re-entered Jerusalem and the temple, and our Lord causes a ruckus by driving out all the merchants and upturning their tables and merchandise. He also stopped the offerings and sacrifices of the Mosaic system by not allowing anyone to carry anything through the temple. Finally, he passes this judgment on those responsible for the temple worship as how he had earlier passed judgment on the tree. My house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples, but you have turned it into a robber's den. What a dreadful irony here. Jesus, the fruitful vine, curses the fruitless tree and it withers. Our Lord, the true temple, comes to the temple of an empty institution that has outlived its shelf life. The ineffective temple worship will soon be replaced by the worship which will be done in his name, a worship done in spirit and in truth. As he returns to the tree after cleansing the temple, it is already withered, an omen of what is to come for both the nation and the temple. The season for bearing fruits is over, but rather than a depressing proclamation, our Lord begins to speak of a new era which would follow the expiration of the former. No longer would faith in a building be necessary. Faith in Christ would be the answer. In fact, Christ's accomplishment will outdo what God has accomplished through his temple. With the destruction of the temple, sin-atoning sacrifices could no longer be offered. But we should not despair because forgiveness of sins will now be possible through Christ by his one unique, perfect sacrifice on the cross. In his name, our prayers to God will be answered, our sins will be forgiven, and our good deeds will bear fruit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.